You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning into Shy Sox Weekly Offseason Episode 1, brought to you by White Sox Nation and Wegern Enterprises. I am John Suarez, joined with you always by my co-host, Tony Marchese. Tony, how you doing tonight, man? John, it's been a long fucking time since we've talked. It felt uh, fucking great to rifle out that uh, generic-ass um, intro. I was going to say, man, you really put a lot of effort into some of those intros at the end of the year. And uh, we are we're a little rusty over here at Chai Sox Weekly. It's been a fun month off though. Uh, we've both been uh, away from the microphone. Well, you've been away from the microphone in in that kind of capacity. But uh, I've been doing a little four feather stuff. I've been uh, I've been eagerly awaiting the return of Chai Sox Weekly though. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a while since we talked baseball, John. It sure has been. Um, Yeah, so that's what we're going to touch on first here is kind of like what Tony and I have been up to. There's my first Shy Sox Weekly Burp of the Night. Um, Tony and I have been up to, like Tony said, he's been doing a whole lot of Four Feather stuff and a lot of Blackhawks stuff. I've just been a Northwestern fanboy for the last month, and it's been great. It's been a hell of a ride because Northwestern started to suck when we were finishing up recording, and they were starting to really scare me. And I'm talking to you now as a fan of the Big Ten West champion, Northwestern Wildcats. Um, so basically the highlight humble of like the last month, huge humble brag, uh, more so a shot at like Johnny Nani especially. We got that game against Illinois where we had that bet coming up here in two weeks, and it's not looking too hot for him. <laughs> so um, definite humble brag right there. Um, but yeah, I went to the Notre Dame game, which, however, was one of the games that Northwestern lost. And I had like a little quick story like that I kind of wanted to share. It's entirely not White Sox related, so that's why we're getting it out of the way right now. But so I had quite a shitty experience at the Northwestern Notre Dame game. So the day started great. I went to uh, Redline Radio's tailgate. I was chilling with Barstool Chief and like... Dave, White Sox Dave, who's been on the show, and you know, we were all hanging out, and it was a great time and until I got into the stadium. So I get into the stadium, everything's fine. My brother gets up and he goes to the bathroom, and like the whole runs three the family, rows huh? runs in yeah, the family, def- definitely runs in the family. The whole three rows behind us is all fucking Notre Dame fans, like at least 70% of the stadium was Notre Dame fans, which I kind of honestly expected. And I understood, so I, I didn't really, I wasn't mad about that. But th- this one dude sitting behind me literally kept telling me to sit down on like third downs and like just big plays where like a fan would get excited for their home team. And I was actually DMing back and forth with my sock summer about this randomly like a week ago. And I kind of played this little like anomaly of me saying, like, well, what if you guys had fucking Tigers fans sitting behind you guys in 108 and they were basically telling you like, Hey, you guys got to sit down when it was a full count, like shit like that. Like I just basically felt like I was being disrespected in my home team stadium and it was fucking bullshit. So obviously I had something to say back to the guy cause he was starting to get really disrespectful 
and I don't know, we went back and forth, blah, blah, blah. And the dude like put his hands on me and tried to like put me in like a chokehold. And he was like two uh, rows above me. So I like ducked out of this chokehold and him and my brother are about to like fight at this point. So I'm like restraining my brother and uh, Northwestern security is like running up the stands. And I don't know, it was a shit show, dude. It was not a good time. I literally heard in the background someone say, like, not a good look for Shy Sox Janda, which it wasn't. Like, honestly, it was a totally avoidable situation. Um, the guy literally just wouldn't fucking stop. So I finally decided to say something, and it kind of went south quick. And it ended up getting sorted out. The guy got escorted out of the stadium, and my brother and I got escorted to way better fucking seats. So the whole situation itself worked out. The only thing that didn't work out was Northwestern blowing the fucking game at the end. But that's what I've been up to the last month. Other than that, I've just been working hard, saving up, trying to get these dope Christmas presents and whatnot, trying to make sure the fam's all taken care of. But other than that, we're good. You're like a modern day, uh, modern day Santa Claus there, trying to get dope Christmas presents. Who's who's on your? I got who's on the your beard Christmas? coming in. No Who, shame. You, got the, you do have the beard coming in. Uh, John and I are actually also on video uh, tonight, so that's that's going to be a new thing. Uh, we're going to try and have the video feeds up uh, so that we can actually see each other interact better. Um, we got a lot of good feedback. Uh, we did a little bit of uh, uh, post-season one uh, breakdown with a few different people uh, who are familiar with Shy Sox Weekly, fans of the show. Uh, so we've taken in some good feedback. Um, John and I are going to have our cameras up as much as possible so we can uh, look at each other while we're doing this um it should help john's uh you know making faces over there trying to make me laugh while i'm, while I'm giving this little speech it's working this um, is gonna be a shit show this was your yeah, idea by the way hey, buddy. you know what it it we're trying it out we'll see what happens um yeah but uh as far as me like like i said i've been doing a lot of four feather stuff a uh, little bit of blackhawks uh rant right here but if you haven't checked out four feathers podcast uh i do that with johnny nani uh from socks on 35th and uh ron ron loose uh and then another guy named uh tyler jones it's an excellent crew uh it's got a little bit of a shy Sox weekly feel to it uh so if you're a big fan of the show big fan of uh blackhawks hockey be sure to check that out uh i gave i gave quite the rant on the joel quinville file uh firing the other week um and uh yeah it's a it's a good time but uh other than that man just uh hanging out with the family doing that type of stuff uh living that dad life and eagerly awaiting the return of white Sox baseball so that's pretty much what i've been up to oh and i got a new job too so oh hell yeah there yeah, we go that, that i gotta throw that in there anyway let's talk some white Sox, john there we go. That's what I was about to say. So you had brought it up briefly there that you are eager to get back to White Sox baseball. We haven't even really hit winter yet. We just had first snowfall last week, and the weather is dog shit right now. It's like 24 degrees outside it in the last like couple days. It yeah, it, like it feels like winter outside. College basketball starting. You know, the NBA is kind of swinging into full gear. So, oh, geez, dude. What is most important that has happened recently, yeah, you might have to edit that one out. (laughs) What is most important that's happened recently is the GM meetings for baseball just happened this past week. And that was when all these kind of rumors that people have been hearing sort of started to come to fruition. Um, A lot of people's sort of 
paths, like what they're trying to do this off season was kind of mapped out, like who is going to be spending, who isn't going to be spending, who is rumored to be linked to bigger names and who is kind of going to be kind of sitting this year out <clears throat> the Cubs. So, I mean, there was a lot that basically came to our attention over the last couple of weeks, but the most important rumors that have come to our attention over the past couple of weeks is the White Sox are linked to who, Tony? One Bryce Harper and two Manny Machado. Um, John, it's it's not really a surprise that they're linked to Manny Machado. It came as more of a surprise to me that they were linked to Bryce Harper. Um, but let's get into let's get into some of this Machado Harper stuff first. We're gonna address the questions that we got on our on our Twitter uh, reach out today. It's gonna take us a while, <laughs> and it's gonna take us a while to get through all that. Uh, but I mean, let's not beat around the bush here. Let's get right into these two big names and uh, talk about how these rumors are are actually coming out and and, and what we think about them. Um, John, let's get this out of the way. Who do you, if you had to pick one, which of these guys are you taking? On the spot. I feel like, uh, I would have to go the Harper route. And the only reason I would have to go the Harper route is because how awesome of a corner outfield tandem for five plus years would Bryce Harper and Eli Jimenez be? opposed to an infield logjam when you go and get Manny Machado and you still don't even really have a position for Yamankata. Where the fuck is Tim Anderson going to go? Like there would be so much that would happen. I would be I would be accepting of taking Manny Machado. Like we would figure it out. But if I had to pick one or the other, it's got to be Bryce Harper. And that's probably just me. It's probably not just me, but I'm just saying. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I, I am also a Bryce Harper guy, uh, in this situation. I just think that his talent is, uh, far more elite than, uh, Manny Machado. Uh, I didn't really like what I saw in the playoffs from Manny Machado. Now I know that there's a big debate within the White Sox Twitter community when it comes to, do we want this guy because he doesn't hustle? Do we not want this guy? And people are fighting over whether or not uh, he's he's worth the signing. Of course he's fucking worth the signing. You're not going to get a player of Manny Machado's caliber in free agency at that age just every year. That's just not available. Um, does he do things that rub you the wrong way? Yeah. Did A.J. Przinsky do things that rub you the wrong way? Hell yeah. Uh, I think that, in my opinion... I would I would take Manny Machado if Manny Machado was available. However, Bryce Harper, we do have the talent in the outfield, I think, with some of these prospects, but we are able to deal from a position of strength if we were to have Bryce Harper on a team. It makes guys like Blake Rutherford and uh, Basabe and, and some of those guys more expendable, and you get a more of a return when some of these guys are prospects than you may if they end up failing uh, or, you know, becoming a bust. But uh, I think that Bryce Harper would bring uh, – a, a, be a bigger name to come to the south side uh, than Manny Machado would. Not that Manny Machado is not a huge name, but I think that Bryce Harper just eh, – there's something about that um, 
that level of talent. You, you put him in that same kind of class as like a Mike Trout. Now, John, you saw some of this Twitter storm that happened with the United Center stuff, with Bryce Harper's name on on the uh, on the what I don't even know what they call those things on the the, the video boards that go around the stadium, and uh, there were the rumors of his jersey. Yeah, White Sox jersey with Harper's name on it on the Michael Jordan statue. Uh, what do you make of this? Um, all this it's a kind of pitch. yeah, it's a recruiting pitch. But what do you what do you think about uh, what was displayed out on Twitter? And, and do you think that that stuff should have gotten out there? And was it purposely leaked by the White Sox? Well, the thing is, is it wasn't leaked by the White Sox. It was leaked by some kid who tweeted at Barstool White Sox Dave. And when it blew up, when he had tweeted it out, well, he tweeted it out a few more. I think like 108 might have been included in the original tweet. There there were were some other White Sox. Yeah, there were some other names, but I don't know, dude. Within two hours of the kid posting the tweet, the tweet was deleted entirely. The tweet was nowhere to be found after that. And I guarantee you somehow his dad probably doesn't even have a Twitter. So basically what the tweet was – was it was him saying, got a text from my dad this morning saying that Harper's name is on the video, the 360 video board in the stadium, and his there's a White Sox jersey with Harper's name on it on the Michael Jordan statue outside the United Center. And then he said, like, Harper to the Sox confirmed or some shit. I guarantee you somehow this kid's dad, who probably doesn't even have a Twitter, Somehow heard about this shit and basically told his ass, like, hey, like, I'm going to probably lose my fucking job if you don't delete that tweet. Like, so I'm sure there was some backlash with that tweet because that tweet is nowhere to be found. There's only screenshots now. Plenty of screenshots are out there. Obviously, it wasn't meant to be leaked information. So that's why I didn't try and get overhyped about it. But it's still nonetheless something to get excited about. He now, was obviously in town last week. Well, it could have been a video that they were making for him. The other thing that, that comes to mind here is the Michael Kopech Instagram posts about the number 34. And I think that needs to be taken into account here. I would think just by some of these actions that have been leaked out, Harper is probably the number one target of the Chicago White Sox this offseason. We haven't so much seen any sort of, I mean, outside of the White Sox expressing interest in Manny Machado, we haven't actually seen any action taken forth in that pursuit. We've already gotten news that the White Sox have offered Michael, uh, what uh, was it, Michael Brantley, Brantley a contract. Yeah. Uh, you've seen this Harper stuff come out. You haven't seen anything directly related to Manny Machado outside of the fact that they said we're interested in this guy. So I find it interesting that potentially you could have Michael Brantley and Bryce Harper in your outfield slots next year. That's a completely revamped outfield. And then you've got Eloy coming up. I mean, imagine that outfield. Spoken for. (laughs) At that point. But then who's going to play center field? Are you going to stick Michael Brantley in center field? That's not going to happen like that. So One of those guys he's going to have to DH. And you're also the Michael also- Brantley offer being extended was more so a backup plan. Like it was 
If well, we don't extend this offer now, I mean, I think that he might have been thing, one though, of their you lower... Don't offer, you don't offer Michael Brantley a contract with the intention of going after Bryce Harper as well and then saying, oh, shit, I don't have a center fielder and I've got Eloy waiting. You're, they're not trying to block Eloy. So there's something at play here. Well, that was actually another thing that was also brought up very recently is Rick Hahn said that Eloy Jimenez is going to spend most of next season in Chicago. Essentially, without saying it, right? that he will be called up after the Super 2 deadline. So, I mean, mid-April next year, so late I, April. I did see Rick Hahn kind of say that there's a chance that he can break camp with the team. And this is something that had we been recording regularly, I would have went on a rant about because... What the fuck's the point of that? What the fuck is the point of that is exactly what I wanted to get into. And I forgot about this until we just got on this topic. If Rick Hahn lets Eloy Jimenez break camp with the White Sox, how does that make you feel as a White Sox fan? Because that infuriates me. Yeah, I would be pissed. Hold and... him. To, yeah, now now I'm on the other side of the fence because we've already gotten this far. We've already come so far in this free Eloy adventure that there's absolutely no reason to call him up for the what is it, 15 days or something? I don't know what what's what's the deadline on that, John? I it's haven't... it's like April fucking 14th. 14th I'm not positive. Something. I have no Do idea. Do not let this guy break camp. I know this sounds shitty, but do not lose the extra year of control over these 14 days. We've come this far, Rick. Please finish what you started, if, if that was the thing all along. Because don't preach to me that this guy needs to improve his defense and then not you know, follow through on that. I, I know that was a one-liner, Rick. We appreciate it. But actually follow through with what you said you were going to do by not saying that you're going to do it and keep the guy down until that deadline passes just for, for everybody's sake here. I think we're all on the same page. John, you're I, I, on the same page. I'm with you, Tom. Yeah, okay. All right, so before we go deeper into Eli Jimenez rants for the duration of this episode, which hopefully will not happen, um, we kind of basically want to inform you guys that we may not be recording weekly because this is the off season and we do have other obligations going on, but we will try and bring you as many episodes, maybe emergency episodes of big news breaks as often as we can. We plan on going back to weekly episodes right around spring training. I'm pretty sure we'll actually have to map yeah. that out, but, um, we're trying to introduce a couple new segments and whatnot. So for the off-season, it will mostly just be like informative episodes. We're not going to really get too many guests, I'm assuming. Um, that being said, we did book an actual player in the White Sox organization that we're very excited to have on. Um, that shouldn't be too far in the future. We haven't really... I would guess that it might be our next episode, if not the one after that. Yeah, um, we it's have. It's going to come have... November or December, that's for sure. We're going to have to reach out with them. Obviously, we're trying to have it occur during the off season. It's going to be very hard to get him in the regular season, and we're not going to be able to, uh, spoiler alert, get him for spring training because he's 100% on the spring training roster. So 
I don't know. We're, we got a lot that we're trying to work with on our end. So that being said, what do you say we get to some uh, listener questions, Tom? Well, let's get right into it. And uh, I'm glad you got some of that business side out of the way there, John. Um, I'm also very proud of you that you haven't taken a bathroom break yet. Uh, I just want honestly, to that and that's there. another thing is that the, our last episode that we had was about two hours and fifteen minutes. We're trying to keep it short and sweet for the off season episodes, probably like thirty to forty five minutes, forty five minutes to an hour. They're not going to be too long, so we're actually probably already close to halfway done with this one. We're just trying to keep everything short and sweet, get you guys um, all your questions that you asked us answered. Um, and basically stay on the topic of free agency, which hasn't even really geared up too much yet. Right into questions then. Uh, John, the first question I've got here comes from none other than the 108's Beef Loaf. He wants to know, and I, I just want to get this question done and over with. He wants to know, can either of us kick? Uh, the Bears might be in the market for a kicker. Um, on that note, which, no, which White Sox player do you think could transition from baseball to a bears kicker by this sunday night when they play the vikings jesus that's like a three-parter thank you love yep thanks okay so okay so first he asked can we kick field goals john have you even ever tried to kick a field goal i have you have i'm not i'm not that good at kicking field goals i definitely couldn't kick anything further than a 30 yard field goal and I don't know if you know this or not, Tony, because you're not the biggest football guy, but with field guy. goals, you add 17 yards to where you're kicking from because it's seven yards for where the center is to where the holder is and then 10 yards for the end zone. So you could literally be on the two-yard line, and that's still a 19-yard field goal. Is that a fucking Packers? No, 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 no. That's... This fucking guy has a Packers fucking pennant in his house. You guy. That better be your wife's. No, that that's totally mine, and you did not see that. There's, there's not a few of them back there either. Um, that this is why we don't do video. Uh, anyway, um, I did not know that. I did know the fact that, yes, you add yardage. I did not know that it was, what did you say, 17? 17, 17 yes. Yeah, I did not so know say I'm was... kicking a field goal from the 40-yard line, that's a 57-yard field goal. I don't know. Feel, it's It's not easy, dude. It's definitely not easy. No. Could I uh, kick field goals in the NFL? No. Could I kick field goals for like a backyard football game? Honestly, probably. Could you kick an extra point? Hundred percent. Well, actually, no, because they moved them back. I could kick a college extra. See, that point. was a that was a trick question there. Yeah, I could kick a college extra point. Maybe an NFL extra point. I think it's only still like a thirty-two yard field goal. I don't know. They have a football field over at like Armour Square Park. When we do this whole wiffle ball thing, do you think you could try kicking a field goal? Oh, hundred percent. I'll do a couple field goals. All right. Uh, so John's going to kick some field goals. I'm going to bow out on this one. I cannot kick. Uh, not my thing. Um, I'll never turn down a sporting challenge. Yeah, no, I will uh, if I know I'm going to fail at it. Um, I mean, maybe I'll get out there and, and just try and kick some, but I'm not going to put uh, any stake in myself here. Uh, I'm not the kicker that the Bears are looking for. Uh, kicking is not my thing. I quit soccer in, like, second grade. Uh, just, just not my thing. Uh, let's move on to the kind of second portion of this is which White Sox player do you think could transition, uh, from baseball to kicker? Um, White Sox sale actually responded back with, uh, with an under the radar, uh, guy here. And that's, uh, Adam Engel. 
he definitely looks like he could kick some field goals. He's got that kind of that kicker build, if you would say. But uh, I'm actually going to go with Yomer Sanchez here. Uh, Yomer looks like another guy that could get out on the field. Uh, he definitely has a kicker mentality, I think. And I don't think he'd be afraid to tackle anybody out there and, and have some fun on the football field. I think it would bring a different element to football to have Yomer Sanchez running around the sidelines with that you know, I, I envision Yolmer having the, the old – I don't know if kickers still wear them, but that one bar on the helmet, just, oh, yeah. just no, the one don't. bar. Oh, my I God, want Yolmer in the, the old school one bar helmet <laughs> out there kicking field goals. Looking like dude from the longest yard. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I want him pouring Gatorades all over himself up and down the sideline. Uh, Yolmer Sanchez is my pick. I'll let, right. you, uh, I'll let you go from there. Um, Sal is smart because I believe Adam Engel also played football at Louisville. I'm not, I'm pretty sure he was a two sport athlete. And if not, he could have played football at Louisville cause the dude's a fucking freak of nature. He could have played receiver or safety or something. Um, he probably would have been better suited for football in my opinion with his Guy's speed. Fast, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and his hands could have been a good receiver, but yeah, so Adam Engel isn't my choice. I was actually going to go with Yomer as well. Um, I'm not sure if you know this or not, but before a lot of the White Sox games, the guys will go out in the outfield and they'll kick a soccer ball around. I don't know if you've ever seen like the pictures. So actually, of the when that. we actually when we got this question, I started googling whether like who plays you know other sports and stuff. Had to and Google I, it. I, I kind of got to the soccer thing with them, and and I do remember. Uh, watching videos of the uh, of the guys kicking the soccer ball around, and uh, I actually stumbled upon one of those earlier today, and that's what led me to the Yolmer thing. Uh, I didn't really find anybody else on the White Sox who was was kicking things as well as Yolmer Sanchez was. Yeah. Okay. So that'll bring us to our next question, which I'm pretty sure you haven't pulled up. I can pull them up too. No, I've got them pulled up here. Um, Next one comes from uh, Sports Mockery uh, Podcast, The Outcast, uh, SM Budsweed. Uh, he wants to know if we think he's cute. <laughs> the, um, the beard game you... is strong here, John. The beard game is strong. Have you? Have, yeah, you he got, does have a good beard. I'm gonna just pull up his picture beard. right now. He's um, got a great beard. Uh, let's, he's let's a beard break, guy. Let's break down the beard game. Uh, he's also got a, a, a big. Uh, he's a big tattoo guy. It looks like. Yeah, he's got a nice little half sleeve going there. Um, I mean, if if you qualify, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, a, you a millennial, you fit, with, you fit the, you yeah. fit the profile, my yeah. guy. So I'm gonna have hey, to say if no. If you're not comfortable with yourself, by all means, man, just bow Thank out you. on this question. He, he, I mean, we gotta we gotta appease the listeners here. You're an you're an attractive guy to the female race. To not me. Are you talking to me or are you talking to SM Buzz Guy over here? I'm talking to Buzz Guy. Whoa, Buzz Tom. Guy. Buzz Guy. He wants <laughs> to know if we think he's, he's like Buzz Guy. SM, SM Buzz Buzzweed. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to mispronounce the name, but uh, oh, we, we are also in, uh, enjoying alcoholic beverages while we do this. What's the Burger King thing doing here? I'm, this is water. Don't worry about it. This is water. All right. Keeping the dishes down. Got the reuse the Burger King cup. Hold that, hold that back up there for a second, my guy. Fucking fight me. 
right. What was his uh, actual? So he actually did have a question. <laughs> if the Sox don't land Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, uh, who would you dudes like to see the Sox sign? So uh, this is actually kind of something else that was asked to us by uh, Paul Riker at Paul Riker. Uh, Harper and Machado are plan A and plan B. What is plan C? So let's take that together uh, and go from there. Uh, if we don't get plan A and plan B, what's plan C? So obviously, like, Harper and Machado are going to be the top-tier free agents for anybody that's going out trying to sign any type of free agent this offseason. But where the White Sox do need a lot of help is they do need pitching, starting and relief pitching. But they also need people that can get on base and people that aren't going to fucking strike out and break strikeout records like... What they need is an offense, first and foremost. Don't go shooting at Yon Mancata here. This is not the time of, or place. I love Yon. I'm still a Yon guy, but like, we can't have shit like that in our everyday lineup if we're trying to contend. And if they're going to spend big money, that's what your goal is to do, is to contend. Um, we haven't really talked about it yet, but the Indians are rumored to shipping off a lot of their production whether it be position players or starting pitching from Kluber to, um, I'm pretty sure Carrasco was rumored. Like, they're rumoring a bunch of people. So the Central is pretty much open. There are significant changes that the White Sox need to make, one being at third base. That is a position that, I mean, I love you, Yolmer Sanchez. We just talked about you for the last, like, 10 minutes. You're our dude, but... You're not an everyday third baseman in Major League Baseball for a team that wants to play in October, that wants to play into November. Like, there's a couple of different guys out there. Those are harsh fucking words, man. They're harsh, but it's a harsh reality. And especially when you get into the winter and you look at your baseball team being 62 and 100. So I would like to see someone on the hot corner being of plus production, having a... Very positive war. You know, Mike Moustakas comes to mind. Donaldson had an off year. If Donaldson can get healthy, he also comes to mind for being someone that the Sox can go after. The thing with Donaldson is he's not going to stay healthy most likely. So him and um, who else was it that I was thinking of the White that the White Sox should get, but injuries Moustakas. were also going to play a, play a role. Well, not even Mustakas, because I think the White Sox should actually make an offer for Mustakas. I think that Pablo they should actually. Pablo Sandoval. No, oh fuck, dude. Tip of my tongue. Tip of my tongue. Oh. I can't read your mind, bro. Pollock, AJ Pollock, dude. Ah, uh, yes, so, he is. He is an injury prone dude. Exactly. So, like, if you're gonna. I'm not really saying they should go for guys like Donaldson and Pollock, but that would they would fit into your second tier of guys after Harper and Machado that you could go and get that will improve your ball club. Another guy that they were kind of linked to a couple of days ago is J.A. Happ. He would Northwestern guy. Improve, yeah, he's a go-cats guy. He would heavily improve the front half of the White Sox rotation. So, I mean, just going out and getting discounted pitching, um, he wouldn't be discounted. But um, 108, 
Cherizi. We can go and get uh, Yusei Kaikuchi. That would be actually a good I grab. I don't think you pronounced that did. right, but... I don't uh, think yeah. I did either, but as long as you get the Kuchi part right, you're pronouncing it right. So, I mean, that would actually be another decent grab because I went out and did some more actual research on him, especially once um, I think it was like... Who put something out on him? Someone put like an actual like scout grade out on him and it video. Like, I don't know if it was Jeff Passon or somebody out there in the national somebody, media. Yeah. yeah. So like, there's a bunch of names that they could go get. I mean, and they can go play Moneyball too. But if they want to go and win next year, which is, is what they're making it seem like they are trying to do, they have to go after guys like Familia. They have to go after guys. Like, do they even have to go and put runs at like fucking Dallas Keuchel and another strong like beard that? game, another strong yeah. beard game guy, huge beard game. But I mean, like that stuff like that, you can't just put it on. Oh, I'm just gonna go put four hundred million dollars in Bryce Harper's pocket and not sign anybody else. You have to get the supporting cast, especially if you commit to that point. So. It, Honestly, if they don't go and get Harper and Machado, I expect the Sox to not be spending too much money. They're basing their free agency off of getting those big name pro- like um, projects, is what we can call them. So I've got a guy for you that uh, in the last season that he played, he uh, his he slashed three forty eight, five fifty five, four nineteen, with uh, twenty six long balls and ninety nine RBI in one hundred thirty five games. Are you talking about Diamond? Hey, 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 hey! Don't don't blow this too early. Dion Vicieto would be an upgrade over Jose Abreu. This is my hot take of the day. Let's bring back our guy Dion to play on the south side. Does he play first base now? Yes, he plays first base now. Um. Oh my God! Do you remember his defense in the outfield? Talk about yeah. a guy that could have used a little bit more time in the minors to, to improve upon his defense. This was a guy that, that could have used that. He is playing first base. Uh, I'm impressed with the lines that he put up for the uh, Chunichai Dragons uh, over in Japan this year. And I want to see this guy come back to the MLB and kind of do what uh, uh, Eric Thames did. Have a little bit of a resurgence. Uh, that's an under-the-radar name. Uh, that could be the plan C, D, E, or F for the White Sox. Um, as we all know, I'm a huge uh, Viciato guy. I think this would uh, this would be awesome. I would be happy. Um, I don't think anybody on the White Sox currently wears the number 66, which he's currently wearing, so that's a thing. Um, and you, you really can't argue with a guy that, that hit 26 bombs, 99 RBIs, uh, put up 284 total bases, uh, in in this past season in 582 plate appearances uh, and only struck out 61 times. You said you want a guy that doesn't strike out a lot? That's Diane Viciato right now. Let's bring him back over <laughs> to America. Okay, he, so and, first base is a position that we really don't need too much help with. It doesn't the, matter. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm going to piggyback off what the 108 guy said. I think this is one of the things that B-Flow's been, been trying to hammer into everybody. Let's, let's trade Jose Abreu now. Let's get him out of here before we see a massive decline um, in Abreu's game. We we actually saw it this year. He still won a silver slugger. Imagine if Diane Vicieto could come back over here and pop 20 dingers uh, and hit close to 300, 280, 290. Now all of a sudden we're talking about Diane Vicieto being a silver slugger 
at, uh, in the AL on the White Sox. If if Jose Abreu could do it, it kind of looks like with with the numbers that that Vizieto's putting up, he could be cheaper and better at first base than what we got out of Abreu this year. I'm I'm running with this take. I want Vizieto back, um, but no, actually my plan B's and plan C's or plan C's D's E's F's. Those are what you kind of brought up. Um, we do need to improve upon the pitching. Uh, I think Patrick Corbin has now also been linked to the White Sox. Um, like you said, Hap. I kind of want to see the White Sox sign J.A. Hap just so I can see your reaction, John. Go Cats. I mean, I, I think that's one of the only reasons I want Hap here is because you would get like a Northwestern Hap jersey and wear it to White Sox games. <laughs> that would be my excuse to wear Northwestern shit to the games. So I was um, actually I was well, actually no. talking. The thing is, the thing is, is I wasn't even really done because there was a few outfield prospects that I wanted to bring up. I was just really yeah, listing ahead. off like infield guys. So center field was a position where we almost had a gold glover at center field, oh, which we either. haven't seen since, you know, the Aaron Rowan days. So Don't, don't go there. Is he really – Gonna Who? stay on the Adam Engel. No, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying is there are a lot of guys they could go get who would have better production than Adam Engel offensively. The thing that you would have to worry about though is the defense because you're going to have to be replacing Adam Engel's defense. Yeah, but don't you keep guys that come to I mean, mind? Tony, let keep, me fucking talk. Do you keep him around though? Here's my question: Do you keep him around yeah, as a defensive yeah, replacement? I mean, he's on contract. Why the fuck wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you keep him around as a scrapper that can steal bases and go in as a defensive replacement? You have him have on your payroll. Roster spots. Okay. Well, the Sox aren't going to do that shit where they try and keep three catchers and shit. They already let Kevin Smith go, so that. Clears oh yeah, up. he's gone. We don't know how many people are going to be in the bullpen. Like we don't know what they're going for. So I don't. I can see Adam Engel being a fourth outfielder and Palka being strictly a DH. Yes, I can see that. That being said, the names that I'm thinking of, John Jay, Andrew McCutcheon. Um, you could even go and get Marwin Gonzalez, who can play any position and hit for a positive average. 250, 260. Um, he can get on base, though. I got to pull him up. Go ahead, do it. I'm sure he's a hot name right now. Um, you can go and get guys like that. Uh, I think fucking if you want to go get an older veteran, I don't know what they're doing with the whole Yohan Mankata thing too. Second base, you can go look at like older guys like Daniel Murphy, Ian Kinsler is available. So there's veteran bats as well. But that's if you're building a team to contend right this second. So... I don't think I don't think okay, so that's the thing is unless they go and get a Harper or a Machado and add plus pitching, I don't think regardless of what the White Sox add, they're a World Series contender, which is what you contend to do. I mean, I get it that you wanna you wanna win divisions, but it's not too hard to be a division contender right now with what we're going up against. So I think they really have to go big or just kind of sit it out until next year, which was another question that I know we got asked. If you want we, to go, we get, we oh. did get that, but I want to touch on one thing, uh, real quick. Uh, neither of us brought up Nelson Cruz's name oh, in yeah. any of. And they're li- they're linked to Nelson Cruz, but I mean, I hope that doesn't happen. So though. they are linked to Nelson Cruz, and and I I don't know who this individual is. 
but they came after me on on Twitter for saying I, I I quoted a tweet that that was the White Sox are linked to several high profile free agents. Um. Uh, or, uh, there was a there was a tweet that said the White Sox are linked to several high profile free agents. Immediately right after that, the the Nelson Cruz rumor came out, and I I quote tweeted that with a in quotations. Um, Here's the high profile free agent that they're linked at, and it was more of a joke. And this guy came after me and said something along the lines of you don't consider Nelson Cruz to be a high-profile free agent. He's better than any White Sox hitter is right now. Um, I, I just want to give a little background to this. I don't want guys who are on the wrong age of 30 who have declined for the past four to five years uh, inked to deals that are more than a year or two. Yeah, I'd like to have Nelson Cruz on the team, but I'd much rather have Michael Brantley and Bryce Harper. Um, so no, it doesn't appease me that the Sox are linked to Nelson Cruz. I think that Daniel Palka, um, Jose Abreu on days off, uh, stuff like that, uh, guys like that can fill the DH role just fine. Uh, there's money to be spent on this pitching staff uh, that needs to be shored up, especially after the Kopech injury. Um, it, I, I just don't see that as good money spent. John, do you have anything to comment on that? Yeah, I was more so just at the point of just there's really we would have to boot somebody out to put Nelson Cruz into that rotation because he does, like you said, fit more into that DH role. So what are you going to do, put Daniel Palka in the field every year? You're not going to go ahead and show Daniel Palka the door after he just had one of the better White Sox rookie seasons in the last while. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure he actually received some rookie of the year votes. Believe it or not. So, I mean, there's a lot that they have. And I don't think going and getting a old corner outfielder that can really only be a DH for you is going to improve anything. Um, I'm not against, like, I mean, I'm not super against the Nelson Cruz signing. Like that guy said, Nelson Cruz last year probably was better than anybody on the Sox. I'm pretty sure he still hit 35-plus home runs. I'm pretty sure he still hits for over like a 275 average. So that's plus production that the White Sox very much so lacked last year. The other thing is, is he's also <clears> – <throat> shit, dude. He's also 38 years old or 39 years old. So even it, – it, it would be like Jimmy Rollins 2.0. Like, you're going to go and you're going to sign this dude right? hoping that he still has a little bit left in the tank, and then you're going to waste roster spots and waste money to just to find out that he really doesn't, or maybe not enough left in the tank. I think Nelson Cruz is still going to have a positive production-type year next year, but I don't think it's going to be for the White Sox. I hope it's not for the White Sox. Yeah, this is this is the case of a guy who – who is really good has had an outstanding career. Um, this would this would kind of be more like the bring Griffey on, bring Manny Ramirez on type type of thing. And I, I'm kind of done with that bullshit. Um, I want to see the White Sox sign players who are going to be high impact for a long period of time. And that's not Nelson Cruz. Uh, I think that they need to go after more long-term talent here than short-term fixes. And 
uh, Nelson Cruz is a short-term fix. He's not bad in the aspect that, you know, if they get him, but they've signed a shit ton of other stuff that fixes everything that they need at a longer at a longer term, that's fine. Bring him in. Give him a one- to two-year deal. But not the answer. Not a high-profile free agent, in my opinion. Um, I think that there's many other options out there uh, better options out there to spend your money on than Nelson Cruz. Uh, let's get into the next question, John. Um, this one's going to come from at random white Sox. uh, random white Sox tweets. Uh, what are act- what are the actual chances that we make some big splashes in free agency? Who do you think we sign? But also who do you think the first of our prospects are that will be traded? Um, so again, a multiple parter here. Um, let's talk about how realistic it actually is for the White Sox to sign a Manny Machado or a Bryce Harper. I know we kind of touched on that, but we haven't actually touched on what the logistics are behind that. And then, who do you think is going to get traded first? Um. Yeah. So if you go and you sign a Bryce Harper or a Manny Machado, you're gonna have to make a couple of trades here and there, especially around the trade deadline of next year to become that contender that you're trying to be. Um, the percentage on each of the signings, I would put them both at around 25%. I don't know. Some, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and be like, Oh, it's a 50, 50 shot. Like, it's up in the air. Honestly, I really, really think that Manny Machado is going to go to the Philadelphia Phillies, and I wouldn't be surprised if Bryce Harper stayed in the NL. I wouldn't be surprised if the White Sox fucking swung and missed on both of them. But the fact that they're sitting there and they're being linked to both of them has to get you guys excited because whether they get them or not this year, I mean, you win some, you lose some. That means that next year they are going to be spending big fucking money if they miss out this year i promise you that so it is what it is like i said i'd put them both at about 25 percent. i actually would probably give bryce a little bit of the slighter edge on percentage to come to the south side believe it or not so i'd probably put that at like 30 25 but i'm not sold on either of them coming when you get into the whole prospects um thing uh like when you get into the whole pros trading prospects uh topic sorry um you really gotta go with pitching so they have a ton of pitching pitching depth is something that they have the most of that and outfield depth probably so you gotta trade what you have the most in terms of depth um who they get rid of it can be whoever it can be guys from the names of dylan cease to dane dunning it could be outfield prospects from luis basabe to mike Rodolfo to luis gonzalez um all these guys are people that other major league ball clubs would love having in their organization because they're what the White Sox consider organizational depth right now, and that's what anybody else would consider them. Um, untouchable prospects, which I feel like is like what he's kind of trying to ask him. I, am I not? Like, I think he's basically trying to say. Yeah, like I think who, he's like asking, "What big name do you think is okay, going to see?" Yeah, go first? so. Cease is about as as close to an untouchable prospect that you're going to get. Luis Robert is not going to get traded. They're going to give him his cup of coffee before they do anything with him. That's a guarantee. They did not pay him that much money to trade him. Eli Jimenez is untouchable. Dylan Cease is pretty damn close to untouchable, but I wouldn't 
consider him fully untouchable. Um, and then you're starting to get into the guys that are, you know, who you would think would be untouchable because they were maybe first round picks like Zach Collins. Um, I, and, but I was going to say, and then you get into the, the category of guys that have had big injuries that are probably touchable, but you probably wouldn't get a type of return for them. So you're better off testing out the waters in your own organization with Dane Dunning, Alec Hansen, Jake Berger, guys like that. So um, Madrigal's untouchable until he sees. So like all these first-round picks, besides Carson fucking Fulmer, are pretty much untouchable guys. Um, Some of them are going to graduate from prospect ranking this year as well. So we saw a couple guys do that last year. We're going to see probably more guys this year than we did last year, to be honest, depending on what they do with free agency. But there's a lot of bullpen guys you're going to see move their way through. Um, Zach Birdie's a guy that you might see on the major league level at some point in the next year. Um, Catcher-wise, you know, Sebi, Zach Collins will work his way through. So you're going to see all these prospects becoming not prospects anymore pretty soon so i don't know you got anything on that tony yeah um god i gotta go back to the question here um what do i think the chances of them actually signing somebody uh i i would i would kind of put that in the same range as you but you know I think any team can kind of come out of the woodwork here on a deal for Bryce Harper. So I know that there's some teams that have publicly stated that they're not in on Bryce. I I don't know if that's truth or if that's posturing. Uh, I would give the White Sox a one in 30 chance of signing Bryce Harper because if, if you're not in on him, uh, I think you're stupid. So, uh, any any GM could come out there and say, "I want to give this man some money and sign a you know franchise talent to a huge deal, and this is going to be good for us." Teams right now that say they're out on him could be in on him come mid December. Uh, people change their minds on things all the time. Uh, I think the White Sox are early in on this. I don't know if they're actually going to be a contender on him. Or if Scott Boris is going to use the White Sox to his advantage and uh, try and use them to uh, posture other deals. Uh, we've seen shit like that happen before. Um, unfortunate, but that's that's business. That shit happens. So uh, Manny Machado, I think, unfortunately, in my opinion, is a more realistic signing for the White Sox because of what he did in the playoffs. Because other teams might be soured on him, I think he lose he loses a little bit of money at the end of the day uh, due to that. But um, like you said, there's plenty of people out there also who are are pining for his services too. So you know, I, I would give them about as good a chance as anybody else, but not above anybody else at the same point in time. I think the one factor that plays into this is the money. The Sox have the money to go after these guys. And not so many teams have a bottom payroll in baseball. So we've got a lot of money that we can use at our disposal. And, John, you absolutely hit it on the head when you said that if the Sox swing and miss on these guys, 
it gives them all the more reason to go big next offseason. And that's going to lead me into one of the other questions that we have here. Um, this one comes from at Drunk Fan. He's one of my new favorite follows on Twitter. Uh, Drunk Sox Fan. He's a he looks like a big Hawks guy, big White Sox guy. He's got drunk in his Twitter handle, uh, so that's good. Should the White Sox wait one more year to make a huge splash in free agency? Pieces like Goldschmidt, Arenado, that's a guy that we're big on. Uh, Puig, Castellanos, although we did bring up the fact that he just went UFA today, uh, are, are all UFAs. Also, lots of strong arms, including Chris Sale, Garrett Cole, Michael Waka, all coming in 2020. Um, we've, we've kind of talked about Nolan Arenado a lot this year. Um, I'm going to lead this one off. I think Arenado gets re-signed by Colorado. That's just my gut feeling is that they're going to make him an offer, um, that he can't refuse to kind of avoid this whole thing. If, uh, if he takes the Bryce Harper out and really, really wants to go to free agency, I haven't seen anything out of his camp about what he wants to do, but I just, I have this sinking feeling that Nolan Arenado is going to re-sign in Colorado. It happened in one of my MLB The Show franchises. I had a dream about it. It it doesn't sit well with me, but I don't think it's going to happen, uh, Nolan Arenado on the south side, as much as I want it to, especially if we spend money this offseason. But that's not what this question is about. Should we wait? Should we wait for next offseason? Um... John, what do you think of some of those names, and do you think we should wait? Is it smarter to wait, or is it smarter to play the mo- put the money out now? So the thing with that is the White Sox could go and get a Bryce Harper and a Manny Machado this year and still go and get a big name next year or a big name in 2020, Chris Sale, Goldschmidt. They just can't get both Machado and Harper. Um, They can't put too much money on the books this winter and expect it to carry over next winter. Um, I don't know. If he's basically saying, would I rather take like that class over this class based off names, say, yeah, probably. Goldschmidt, Arenado, um, there's a lot of bigger names out there. I know for a fact there's some big pitchers as well. And then, like you said, 2020, Chris Sale would love to see the reunion. So none of that is out of the question. If you go and you get a guy like Bryce Harper or Manny Machado, it's just a matter of where they're putting all their other money. And I don't see it being too far out of the realm for them to get rid of Jose Abreu's contract. By and next year, and oh, get the fuck out of here, and offer Paul Goldschmidt the type of money that they're trying to offer Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. The thing with Goldschmidt, though, is I believe by the time he's a free agent, he's right around thirty. Like he's he's gonna be like thirty, thirty-one years old. Because I'm pretty sure he's twenty-eight, twenty-nine now, right? You Goldschmidt's not, not younger. We've we've done this whole age thing where Shysax John guesses the age of somebody. And then okay. we have to go look it up. I'm normally not like too far off. You're not off, too far either. off. You're not too far off. Goldschmidt. Come on. We're still working on getting a stats guy. Yeah, we're getting there. He 
he's we're so almost long. there. We're almost oh, there. He's already 30. He's 31 he's already. already. So, so by the time the he's wrong a free side agent. 30. Yeah, so by the time he's – so, like, you're going, you're gambling on guys like that. You want the guys that are already proven all-stars and they're both at 26 and they're right there in front of you. You want this that. Is, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, John. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for the White Sox. Exactly. It's like it's like pick one. It's like you don't even need both. Fucking pick one. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I got pissed off that the White Sox didn't go after Christian Yelich last year. And here we are again. You've got mid-20s fucking phenomenal talent. That's another guy guys. that's going to be available next year, I'm pretty sure. And if not, by 2020. These are, I mean, unless the Brewers lock These are next-level talents that are out there. This, 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 these are franchise-changing talents that are out there and available and this goes to this wasn't a question but this came from at cws djt uh djt is his is his uh name on twitter uh just tell people that don't want good players on the team to shut up and that is all um either one of these guys in chicago is better than what we have on the field currently and what we saw last year from the White Sox. So if 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 you don't want these guys on the team, here's the bad scenario that plays out. Let's not go. We miss. Let's say we throw all our apples at at, at Bryce Harper and miss. And Manny Machado goes and signs with somebody else because we're too busy chasing after Bryce Harper. And then we go into next year, and Nolan Arenado re-ups with the, with the Rockies. We swing and miss on a few free agents. Now we're sitting here going into 2020, and we ain't got shit. If the Sox don't go after what's in front of them right now, and that's Harper, Machado, whatever, they, they damn well better be in on both of those guys. If they don't go after them and they swing and miss on a bunch of stuff, you're going to be sitting here picking from the second-tier bins like we always have to piece together a roster that maybe can compete, and we're just going to throw shit at the wall and see if it sticks. That's not what I want to see. Aloha, Mr. Hand has actually brought this up numerous times. We need to make a franchise-changing free agent signing. I bring this over to the Chicago Blackhawks in 2009. They had Jonathan Taves. They had Patrick Kane. They had all this this young talent. And they go out and they make the biggest free agent signing in Chicago sports history, Marion Hossa. And they bring in that next level talent and sign him to a huge deal. You see the Bears right this year. with, And again, I'm not a Bears guy. You see them go out and get a guy like Khalil Mack and – Bring in this talent that's for unheard of. Nothing. If the so- if Han can go out and fleece an opposing GM for a player like Khalil Mack for what the Bears got but, him for, whew. but that's the thing. When have the Sox made a move in recent in recent times to go bring in this already established guy who's gonna you know make a difference? We've made the rebuilding trades. We've brought in the Yon Mancadas, the Michael Kopechs, the Eloy Jimenezes, the Dylan, the Dylan Ceases of the world. The Sox still need to get that guy who's going to bring that edge. 
and and that's what we need to see either this offseason or next offseason. Whether or not it's Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, Nolan Arnato, any any of those big names, that remains to be seen. But Rick Hahn can't miss on any of these guys. He needs to get one at least and then surround them with a few other supplementary pieces. Should we wait till next year? I don't think so because if you can get one of these guys now, it's only better in the near future. If you're going and missing on this year and then have to wait till next year, you're still competing against all the other teams that are out there. You could miss. Nothing's a for sure bet. If you have the opportunity to do it now, do it now and get it over with. That's all I've got to say on that one. Fair enough. All right, who is the next question? Uh, we've got another question from Dick Brian Mike's Bears Review. Uh, I understand injuries happen. The White Sox are potentially going to stifle talent in the infield and up the middle. They seem to have many prospects at the corners in the outfield and up the middle in the infield. Why develop? Why not develop more at first, third catcher, or roster balance? Oh, or first, third catcher, center, or roster balance. So, so that was something that we had actually brought up earlier on Shy Sox Weekly in the early stages of how there's really never a first base prospect like it's very rare to find somebody that's bred from like the college high school level to play professional baseball as a first baseman first base is kind of that fallback position um a lot of great first basemen this is something that i've said on shy Sox weekly multiple times were not first baseman to start you know a lot of the great ones of our era especially albert pujols was an outfielder Miguel Cabrera was an outfielder. Um, Adrian Gonzalez was an outfielder. All these power-hitting first basemen um, previously played other positions. Diane Vicieto was an My outfielder. Guy. My guy. Um, that's the last Diane Vicieto fucking mentioned tonight, I promise you, Tony. I'm not going to let it slide again. Not going to happen. So, uh, I'll mention him one more time at the end just to piss uh, you off. I'll fight you. Um, so first base is a position that doesn't really scare me in terms of development within the organization. If you look at first base prospects, Jake Berger is probably our best first base prospect that we have in our system because there's no way he's playing. Hold up. Eloy Jimenez, dude. Didn't we discuss this on an episode with Josh? We talked about this before. Yeah, we talked about this before, but I still, you still have to give him his taste in the outfield. So Eloy Jimenez is another one. We just brought up the fact that, okay, say you go and sign a Bryce Harper and a Michael Brantley, and then you've got Adam Ingle still on contract. I mean, what if the outfield next year, and you have Daniel Pelka? What if what if the what if the outfield is Brantley, Engel, Harper, and then Eli comes up, and you throw him at first base, and you trade Abreu at the deadline because you're trying to shake stuff up and figure stuff out? Could you see a scenario like that happening? Um. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing is out of the realm of possibilities, especially if the White Sox are trying to totally 180 their organization right now. So, 
Which, I mean, we've, we've seen happen, some dude. of these stories come out. Uh, I don't know if you read this one, that they're considering moving Yon over to third base. Yeah, no, that was basically what I was hinting at before when I had said that, that he doesn't really, quote-unquote, have a position. Obviously, he has a position, so that's out of the question. Um, I don't know, dude. There's a whole lot that could happen in the next year in terms of freeing up space, especially at first base. I don't see Jose Abreu sticking around past his contract. I honestly don't see him filling out his whole contract especially if the White Sox are going to turn into a team that's going to go after players like Bryce Harper and Manny Machado because Jose Abreu is going to be a very big trade chip to go get a top-tier pitcher to put you over the top or something like that. So Jose Abreu's production is replaceable. It's nothing over the top. It's nothing that you wouldn't want to use as an excuse to not go get a better producing player to fill that three spot or that four spot. So it is what it is. Um, in terms of third base development, um, pretty sure you there. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm here. Yeah, my the screen just fucking froze. Is your video still on? Yeah. All right, whatever. Then I'll just keep talking. Um, pretty sure Bryce Bush is a third baseman. That's another one of not? my guys right there. Is he not a third baseman? He is a third baseman, and the dude can fucking hit. And he's like a low-tier prospect, just got out of high school. Um, and then you got, obviously, you got Jake Berger. You have we have a um, lot we have a lot more third base depth in this organization than people think. Yeah, exactly. And you have, and especially catcher wise, you have a four years now removed first round pick, so just about ready for his cup of coffee. And then you have another kind of lower tier under the radar catching prospect in Sebi Zavala, who's been making a name for himself in the minor leagues, who's going to get his taste of the majors as well. So while you may not have the type of depth that you have at starting position in the corners or at catcher, um, you still have depth. You can't have what you have at certain positions at every position or else you would literally have an all-star team for your fucking organization. Like, Don't we want an all-star team for our organization, John? Isn't that the goal? I would love it. That would be absolutely phenomenal and they're working towards it it's just a matter of you can't have all nine positions absolutely spoken for in terms of big name prospects you know you're not going to have your blake rutherfords and your dylan ceases at every single position throughout your organization that's why those names are so special right the screen thing is really pissing me off what screen? How many? How many uh, my screen. I can't see shit. Uh, how many more listener questions do we have? Uh, you know what? I think that's close to it. I'm trying to. Figure we had one out more. If we had one more here. Um, oh, for a fact, we did. Because it was like my favorite question, and I, you didn't even say it. Because I was like, hold on. Let's uh, let's see. We Nothing got. against the other questions. It was just worded really well. 
Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get that pulled up here. I accidentally closed the. Got it. I don't think the Sox should go for Harper. I think instead they should allocate three hundred million to go get James Paxton yep. and maybe call Paul Goldschmidt free agent twenty twenty. They need another starter more than anything to be competitive right now. Agree or disagree, and why? Who did that? Uh, who did that come from? So that came from In on the Hands, my burner account. I actually know him. Uh, he's a Cubs fan. That's actually my buddy. So the actual shout-out is going to go to Eric. Uh, that's my buddy, Eric Bolanos. He's a huge baseball guy. He was one of the guys that actually got me into, like, advanced statistics and stuff in baseball. So shout-out him. But James Paxton, that would be incredible. That would be like Chris Sale 2.0 on the south side. I would love every fucking minute of that. So... Could they do something like that? Yes. They would have to wait to do something like that. Um, so would I be all for that? No, because I don't want them to miss on the opportunity to go get a player like Bryce Harper, a generational talent who still has at least five to eight years of prime production left in his career. Um, when I see this type of signing, it throws me back to like when I was a kid and Alex Rodriguez was going to sign with what was supposed to be the Red Sox for a while and then ended up being the Yankees. It's, it's throwing me back to that, the type of buzz that it's getting. So I'm really excited that we're in play. Um, I'm pretty sure we were in play for Alex Rodriguez, too. I was a fucking kid when that happened, so I don't really we know were how, in play for how in play we were. So, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the, names get brought up. Rumors happen. It happens. But I would much rather the Sox go and spend now because I'm tired of fucking losing. <laughs> That's just where I'm at with it. Um... But yeah, would I be opposed to doing that and and putting that money instead into James Paxton and Paul Goldschmidt? No, I would not. That would actually probably um, allude to more wins, in my opinion, because that's right. two great baseball players. Continue. So, so we've we've really established something here, and that's that we are not happy with the product that the White Sox have put on the field for a while. Because oh, we start throwing out these fucking names all over the place, and it seems like just everything is attractive to us. We've got Bryce Harper, Manny Machado. We've even talked about Nelson Cruz being better than than what we've got. We've got AJ Pollock. We haven't even gotten into him. Andrew McCutcheon. Like, there's all this stuff that's out there. It shows something about what the what the on-field product that the White Sox have had for a while now. Uh, and I know we're only like technically two years into whatever whatever this rebuild is, but Sox fans want to win now. And you, you brought it up earlier. Cleveland might be blowing this up. The Royals are shit. The Twins are shit. The uh, Tigers are shit right now. This is a prime opportunity for the White Sox to actually make something happen, and that's what we want to see. We want to we, we want to watch the White Sox in a playoff series. We want to see the White Sox advance to the World Series. That might be far fetched this year, but two years down the road, who knows? Everybody wants to hold that hope that uh, we're going to see the White Sox make that run and and go get that championship again. 
uh, going back to one of those questions, you know, should we pass up on this offseason and wait for next? Uh, you know, sometimes sometimes you just got to grab what's in front of you and, and, and go. And then hindsight's twenty twenty. If we make a mistake, it happens. But we start talking about all these, you know, free agents. And, John, this has actually been one of the more – I think informative and actually baseball driven discussions that we've had in a while. And I think that's based on, um, just the fact that the, the back half of this season was kind of bad baseball nonstop, but you know, this, there's a lot of dreaming going on here. Um, and I had tweeted something out about, you know, hearing that the white Sox are in on, on Bryce Harper and Manny Machado is kind of like a lottery ticket. We like to take that lottery ticket. You go buy that that Mega Millions ticket for, you know, six hundred million dollar jackpot, and you like to dream about what those possibilities are. This is the fun part of sports for people, and having that lottery ticket, seeing that your team is in on Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, some of these big names, and getting to dream about what the possibility of having these guys on your favorite team uh, could be. I think that's something that that us as fans kind of don't appreciate enough and kind of take for granted is that right now is the best time to be a White Sox fan because we're not losing games. We're not, you know, um, getting beat every day. We're not a shitty team right now. We're just in the offseason like everybody else. And our team is linked to some of the top talent free agents that the market has to offer and having that lottery ticket right now in our back pocket in our wallet in our purse whatever just sitting there waiting to be had that's what we need to bank on for right now and that's what we need to continue to remember is that this is the fun time to be a White Sox fan at least until one of these signings happens, we can dream right now. So continue to dream, continue to want, continue to um, you know, hope that the White Sox can make one of these signings. And I think Recon will, whether it's this season or next offseason. Uh, I think that they will spend the money to make this happen. Who we're going to get, I can't predict, but this is this is what's fun about being a sports fan, is thinking about the possibilities. Yeah, no, I agree one hundred percent. So that is it for the questions that we had submitted. I am honestly shocked that we got so many questions. That was one of the things that we tried to do throughout the season was get questions submitted to us because we love interacting with you guys and I know before I started doing podcasts, that was one of the things that I really looked forward to to the podcasts that I listened to was when they did listener questions or voicemail segments or whatever it may have been. I always try to submit one or do something in that. I always look forward to seeing if mine got answered. So that being said, keep submitting them. We'll keep trying to answer them. Some of them I feel like we didn't even really answer. We just kind of ran in circles with. But, I mean, a lot of the questions were very similar and – they all kind of set the same tone, and it's free agency, and it's whether the Sox are going to sign Bryce Harper and Manny Machado or not. So we appreciate the questions. Um, we wish we got more of them throughout the season, but we're thankful that we're getting them now. 
Exactly. I was going to say that. Thank you to everybody that submitted something. Uh, we like that kind of stuff. Uh, we're going to do as many fan question episodes as we possibly can. Uh, we're, <laughs> you know, we've got questions too. We like to we like to submit questions elsewhere. I know we submit them to the 108 all the time. John, <laughs> John, that's that's like you said. One of the things that uh, that uh, I was I always liked about podcasts before we hosted this one was having my shit answered. Um, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do our best to answer everything that anybody ever throws at us um, throughout the next season and throughout this off season. But uh, yeah, John, this was this was awesome talking baseball. I know we're we're a little bit over the hour that we said that we were gonna go. Um, but uh, John, do you have anything else that you want to kind of touch on before we we wrap this up a little bit? I'm gonna crack this last last Budweiser and uh, uh, let's finish this off. No, um, we don't necessarily know the next time we're going to be recording another episode. Like we said, we're not going to be doing weekly episodes because it is the off season and there isn't too much to talk about. So realistically, we'll probably wait for something to happen and then we'll record another episode. So until then, um, it's always go White Sox and you guys have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. Let's go White Sox.